0: Reverb Radio. Uh, I really hope you guys have been enjoying the recent episodes because today we've got a special one on the occasion of Valentine's Day and we're going to be discussing all things relationships. So, we're going to talk about like the complexity of relationships and you know how a lot of times miscommunications can you know come in the way of establishing a healthy relationship. So, I'm joined by one of my friends, Rishabh. So, hi, Rishabh.
1: Hi, I'm Rishabh Joshi uh, from Batch of 21 and uh, happy to be
0: here. Yeah. So, as I was saying, we're going to be talking about relationships. And I think one of the most important aspects about relationships, especially for, you know, people our age, is that there's so much pressure surrounding, you know, teens or, like, people in their early 20s or just their 20s in general to have or be in a romantic relationship and especially to be in a long term romantic relationship, you know, it's it's sort of seen as like a badge of honor or like something that you know is like you could put on your resume, like, oh I've successfully done this for five years. And it's like if you don't have that, it's sort of like, oh okay, like you're missing out or like, you know, you're doing something wrong. You know, you've gone wrong if you haven't been able to experience that. Which I feel like I have definitely felt, especially in like initially joining an environment like college where there are so many young people around you trying to, you know, just make it through the day. Like, did you ever feel that way?
1: Definitely. Um, I think uh, in school, people are already confined to the extent of relationships that they can have because of parental pressure and there's just a general lack of freedom relative to the amount that you have in college. So with that next level of freedom, this is, I think, something that most people look for. And um, so with the kind of robust like dating culture that colleges tend to cultivate, uh, there is, of course, that kind of pressure that comes along with it. And uh, yeah, definitely experienced some of that myself too.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think it's it's kind of like, you know people it's it's sort of like a like a dilemma because it's like okay like okay you should you know be able to you know score really well and you should have like all these co-curriculars that you're excelling at and at the same time you need to establish amazing friendships and you need to have like a booming social life but at the same time you need to be able to be free enough so that you can establish a romantic relationship at the same time it's like okay what do I prioritize like what should be my priority right now? And I think that is also like, there's so much pressure otherwise as well, but especially when it comes to things like relationships. And I think because of that, like sort of, you know, there's so much like talk surrounding it. People, especially now, like I think now it's become like, it's become pretty common. It's like people resort to like online dating. And I think online dating is sort of like a, hit and miss for me, because I feel like when it comes to, you know, especially if you're going to a new city, and you don't know that many people, that is a great way to, I guess, meet people you wouldn't otherwise, you know, because it's a new city, it's a new environment. And probably the people you're going to meet are also new to the city. And you can sort of explore the city together or like, you know, whatever it may be. But I think, because of online dating everything has become so much more um sort of surface level and it it's it never sort of goes beyond that it's so it's so transient you know uh
1: yeah absolutely um on online dating is something that i've never really taken towards i i have this inherent fear of uh, taking photos of myself so that's kept me off most of those apps um but from what I've heard, uh, they they do tend to be very surface level, and uh, I think that's just due to the amount of traffic that's on them, um, because you're constantly presented with uh, like tens and twenties of options of people in your yeah. immediate vicinity. It's it's hard to you know it's hard to want to stay invested with one person. Uh, when you know that there could be other options that are potentially more interesting, more suitable for you, uh, not too far away, and um, yeah, I, I think that's made a little worse because of the n- the nature of some of these uh, online dating platforms, because uh, they they reward like instant grabbing your attention. So yeah, instant you,
0: gratification.
1: Yeah, you have to you have to create these personas and stuff that uh might not necessarily be
0: true
1: yeah they might not be true but they do grab attention and um, that I think also lends to what you said about things just being a little more shallow lately
0: yeah I that is such like an interesting point that you brought up where it's like you have to put on a persona you have to put on a show you have to you know sort of show them show the world your best jewels in a way where it's like okay like what have what have you achieved what have you done and it's 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 extremely harmful to i think everyone's um, you know self esteem because it's like because everything is so shallow and you're sort of in a way it's like a competition of sorts you sort of start questioning yourself and you question Like, it's definitely happened to me where it's, like... And this is not just limited to dating apps. I think it's just social media in general. Where it's, like, you question whether you're doing the most. Or whether, you know, you have achieved the most. Or whether you've visited the most places. Or, like, you know... and And bringing it back to the online dating part of it. Where it's, like, you have to come off as someone who is extremely, you know, chill, essentially where you know so that and and because of that whole scene everything becomes so much more and that sort of I think that is what emphasizes the surface level aspect of it all where it's like you know I, I don't know I don't know how to describe it exactly but I think I think you get it
1: yeah um I, I do think that contributes to the hit or miss aspect that you touched on earlier, because like, of course you can't present your flaws and to uh, some random stranger expect them to accept you for them. Um,
0: yeah. So <laughs>
1: to some extent, of course that is necessary. Um, but I, I think that the, the culture that these apps create along with other social media, that's just about attention grabbing and, um, not even long term. It's it's. They're all geared towards short form attention grabbing, and I, yeah, that I don't think lends itself well because um, I, I think it I think it messes with people's head a little bit because uh, it might give them an artificial impression that there are, uh, for lack of a better phrase, uh, plenty more fish in the sea than might actually be uh, suitable for them. Um, yeah. So they might end up passing on something worthwhile because they see something bright and shiny, not too far away.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I completely agree with what you said that it's like, it's it's meant to make other people think of you in a certain way. It's a sort of very controlled environment. And that can be good and bad in a way, because I think to some people, it could give them a sort of false sense of superiority. Or it could, in the unfortunate sense, give someone a sense of inferiority where they feel that they're, they're not good enough just because, you know, they're not being able to meet other people or other people don't find them as interesting as they would the person next door, you know? Yeah. And I think that can really, you know, mess with someone's head, like you said, and those things are not true and they shouldn't be true and no app should be able to tell you that, you know, that no app should be able to determine that whether you're interesting enough whether you're you know essentially good enough to you know meet people or to have conversations with people and that's what i think contributes again to this toxic culture around all of these apps
1: yeah and i think there's a certain level of competitiveness that i think you touched on that really doesn't help because say some someone that you know is getting plenty of matches and maybe someone else you know isn't the uh, it it probably plays on them a little bit i like with how ubiquitous it is it's hard to see how that gets
0: avoided um yeah i mean you know even if you're someone who says that you know these things don't bother you and stuff like that it inevitably does affect at least a little bit or at least a certain degree how you might feel about yourself you know because because at the end of the day, this is what is happening and this is the sort of reality and you are at the receiving end of something like this. It's it's like I don't know, it's like it's just sort of not necessary. You don't need to be told this. Like, no, like I said, no app should be able to tell you this. Like it's not fair.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. Um, and I think yeah. Uh, say you do happen to find uh some success with these apps, and it yeah. uh with the amount of with the amount of options that are available, it's it's really easy to see how maybe a budding relationship that originated uh maybe sometime in college uh, is then subject to the pressure of like the sheer amount of people that are out there um, that are all currently engaging in comparable levels of uh, emotional investment um, and are very accessible and i I'm, I'm not sure how some budding relationship is supposed to uh is supposed to successfully survive
0: that. yeah yeah exactly for sure and I think that can again then it's it's like a cycle right it's like a toxic cycle where all of these things will then lead to like miscommunication and things like ghosting and you know those things again can affect someone's self-esteem because ghosting essentially is a form of rejection you know where where you if you have been ghosted then you know it's like the other person didn't even think it's worthy to give you an explanation to why they would stop talking to you you know and I think that is like the way I put it is so sad it's so it's so sad it's so miserable to think about but i mean that's the harsh truth and that's the harsh reality of how you know our sort of i guess the culture around relationships and dating has become and it's 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 horrible that that is what it's come to you know
1: uh, so given that it is the truth um what as you said what what do you think would be the best way of accepting it
0: i mean i think in a lot of sense that you know in the beginning I think it's hard for anyone to accept I think you know you sort of have to deal with it a couple of times to understand that you know it's probably not anything personal and you have to stop taking it personally and at the end of the day just because another person doesn't find you interesting doesn't make you any less interesting you know Mm -hmm. it it's not it's not a it's not a dictation of like how you are as a person or if you're worthy it's just that you know they just it i don't know i just think that you need to be able to tell yourself that you know just because this person doesn't want to spend time with me doesn't mean that you know nobody else will because or like and and also like why would you even want to spend time with someone who doesn't want to spend time with you just as much you know that also sort of comes into play here it's like you know, you should be interested in this person just as much as they are in you and there should be like a sort of balance, which is why I feel like because things like ghosting and, you know, things like just sort of, you sort of just stop talking to someone after a while or like the conversation just sort of fizzes out. That's what leads to so much miscommunication because you never know what is going on in the other person's mind and they never know what's going on in yours because you've never been comfortable enough or you've never... Thought that that conversation was worth having, or there has never been a point where you that conversation ever came up, and neither of you brought it up, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think you said that uh, accepting that it wasn't about you is something that people should really lean towards, and but I think that is especially hard to do because uh, I think, pretty objectively speaking, having someone that feels uh, romantic like feels romantically about you is a pretty good feeling um and yeah. I, I think that's pretty universally understood and uh because of that people might be inclined to um you know uh look for someone specifically for that purpose um uh, as opposed to uh building themselves up to the point where they are Uh, self-love in a way so they have enough self-love where they are content with themselves being perfectly by themselves um and they don't have to rely on that external source instead of going out and finding it and becoming disappointed when it doesn't work out so they don't have to deal with that pressure but of course it's easier said than done
0: for sure and i think coming back to what i had said about you know all of this being like a toxic cycle Where it's like, again, when these things happen, or like if it is positive on the other end, it's like it's validating your feelings and it's validating just, you know, just that, oh, okay, you're doing well or you're, you know, you are, you know, doing the most again. And if someone doesn't at the end of the day have it, it's again validating their fears, where it's like, yeah, you aren't doing the most. You don't have like (laughs) in the most you know superficial sense you don't have the best pictures you don't have the you know best qualities and that is again something that's really it's really scary to think about you know like how what feelings those could elicit in one person you know or like whatever negative emotions one might feel because of this and I think this can again lead to a lot of other like you know mental pathways that one might Find themselves on um, good or bad. It could be something like they feel superior, or they feel that they're better than someone else just because of, you know, X, Y, Z on social media. Uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, it's 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 strange that um, for someone that you barely know and have had probably the most minimal interaction and the most shallow inter- interaction that you would have had with anyone. Uh, the cumulative effect ends up having like a truly debilitating impact on your self-image and self-esteem and it's
0: for sure a really
1: sad thing to experience
0: Yeah and it's it's really funny. the way that you put it, it makes so much sense you know. And I think like going back to like how especially because I think because at the end of the day I mean social media users are essentially very young people. you know all of us are like in our late teens to late 20s. For the majority of us and i think you know when something like this happens or like it really tends to affect not just your self-image but i think okay going on to like if i had to talk about like a relationship how that can affect your self-esteem and your self-image or like anything it could affect your opinions on politics it could affect your opinions on cheesecake it could affect everything you know mm-hmm. and it, it does affect everything because you're so young and you don't even have a full idea of who you are yet. You're just sort of trying to figure it out. And then, you know, that can sort of happen even in friend groups where it's like if you feel like your friends are leaning more towards, say, vanilla ice cream, and you, even if you do like chocolate more, you tend to say in a lot of social settings that, oh, no, I'm definitely more of a, you know, vanilla ice cream person. And that is just sort of to go out of your way and say that, you know, I need to be able to asso- like associate myself with you know whatever other people are leaning more towards because I want to be liked and I want to be accepted yeah. and you know
1: yeah uh, I think that really compromises one's ability to communicate that external pressure and um, like especially with these apps I really don't think that uh, they, they reward that kind of detailed meticulous communication that is beneficial to everyone involved. Uh, Because the opportunity cost of, as you said, like ghosting is just so low that um, it's generally the quicker, easier solution for the person doing it.
0: For sure. Yeah, I mean, these kind of apps and everything, they're sort of the algorithm is built to ensure that, you know, we are on it for at least we're on it for several hours a day. And the only way they can do that is if all of these things are still relevant, if things like ghosting are still relevant, if things like, you know, talking to multiple people at one time are relevant and, you know, trendy, that is what helps these apps grow. And these, and helps these apps stay relevant. So that's what it all all sort of comes back to. And it's definitely a toxic cycle. And one needs to realize when, it's sort of, you know, time to break that cycle or just have like a better understanding of how all these things work. And again, to like not let it affect you, even though, I mean, it is hard, like once in a while it is going to affect you. It is going to affect how you think about, you know, relationships and people in general. But you should, I think it's important to have that understanding and be aware that, you know, at the end of the day, this is an app. And you know, just because you don't have success on it, or just even if you do, that's not going to dictate, you know, how things are going to go from there on out.
1: Yeah, um, and it, it's hard. It's hard to avoid uh, everything, like the baggage that comes with using it. Um, and I'm not. I'm not sure if you can, because uh, even if you avoid the, you know, the pressure of like wanting to be in a relationship or uh, that approval that comes with it, or the feelings that come with it, e- because I think with most friends, they they aren't the ones that are putting that pressure on you. Um, I do think that the pressure mostly comes from yourself and the experiences that yeah. you have with uh, your mostly immediate environment. Um, I, th- I think that the the older generation, um, like parents and stuff, uh, they they play a big part too, because um, Personally speaking, I can't think of a single time where I haven't gone back home and uh, caught up with some family friends where they haven't asked uh, what my relationship status is and, um, you know, whether or not I'm into anything serious or something like that. Um, and I think that's that's only gets reinforced by a lot of the media and not just online dating, but like like shows and movies. They just drill in the idea yeah. that this is something that makes life
0: worth living. Yeah, for sure. You know, like. Um, now like if we can talk about like how it is when you are actually in a relationship where it's like you know the things that you, like every decision that you make is like you always want to take what the other person would say or would think into consideration when you're making that said decision yeah. or like when you're doing anything or when you have done something and you're like oh you know I went on this amazing trip and I can't wait to tell this one about it or i can't wait to send pictures and you know all these little things sort of affect every like affect your life or like your decisions when you're in a relationship like what do you think about that like do you think that relationships are way different when you're younger compared to you know when say you're in your 30s i mean obviously we wouldn't know because we aren't there yet but (laughs) just your general opinion
1: um I think there is a certain threshold where you know relationships should become a factor in the decisions you make. Um, so I have this friend who's been in a relationship for five years and um, i I do think that a big enough threshold like that is uh, should definitely be considered when you know you're doing things uh, just generally speaking, in life, because evidently that person has been there for long enough and is important enough for you to sustain that. So, I, I do think that's something that should be considered. Um, and I know you said that people in relationships tend to uh, do some things just to appease the other party in the relationship. And um, yeah, uh, but, but I do think there's a threshold after which you, to an extent, you should.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think. I think in a way that, you know, relationships when you're young can really affect your image or really basically shape your image of future relationships or just how you deal with things in the future. Like if there are, you know, if something's ended badly or if something's ended well, you always have that sort of expectation after that, that that is what's going to happen from all possible future relationships and I think sometimes that can be really unfair because if you think that, you know, you've experienced pain and loss and, you know, then you sort of, at least I hope not, but I think in a lot of times people expect that that is what is going to be true and that is what they should expect in relationships and I think that can be really unfair to everyone, especially to yourself because, you know, you, I think it's, it's difficult to tell yourself this and to really understand this but... You know, everyone deserves to be happy regardless, but especially in a relationship, like you do deserve a happy relationship that is, you know, fulfilling and healthy. And, you know, there's no prerequisite for that. You don't have to be like the most amazing, incredible person or human being just to have a healthy relationship or to feel deserving of one. And I think that argument comes back to, you know, self-love, like you were saying.
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, I th- I think that an important way of achieving that in a relationship is, I believe, to a fairly large extent, um, focusing on yourself as a person. Because um, I-, I think that if if you lose that individuality, then um, I-, I believe that it also costs what made the relationship worthwhile in the first place, which is the other person. So to keep focusing on yourself and making sure that you uh, you are the person that the uh, the other person stuck like wanted a romantic relationship yeah. with uh, stays intact and grows.
0: yeah for sure I think it's like important to know yourself and to know you know where you are lacking or where you're like you know at your peak and to sort of always nurture that and nurture that within yourself and you know because you are at that point where you know yourself really well you are gonna know what you want and what you expect out of the other person and i think that's again a really important part because then you you expect that and you hopefully will get that and that can only come when you're in a place of you know being content with who you are and being comfortable with you know being alone until and unless you reach that point where you're like okay you know now I know what I want and, and I know it's out there and I know or even to sort of have that courage to walk away from something that you know is not for you or you know to be like okay you know this is just not worth my time this is not worth my energy and I need to understand that I deserve better or I deserve more and I think sometimes people stay in really unhappy relationships that are making them miserable just because just because it's sort of like, it's like having a relationship is better than having no relationship, you know?
1: Yeah, it's like they're holding on to a feeling and not reality.
0: Yeah, and it's, you know, I don't know if you've seen Mean Girls, but it's like, you know, Gretchen, in that she says, you know, she's like, being in the plastics, hating life is better than being in the, pl- not being in the plastics at all. And <laughs> that is such a relatable line.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, is is that something that you've you've ever experienced?
0: Uh, no I don't think I've personally experienced that but I feel like I have seen that happen a lot and I think I've seen it more in terms of friendships rather than in relationships where I've seen people sort of mold themselves into what other people's expectations are of them or like mold themselves into what they think they should be or just their surroundings to sort of You know, you know, like how a cat will like squiggle and try to fit into (laughs) any object. It's literally like that, where it's like you're trying to fit into something just because you think that that's what you should do. And I think I've seen this happen a lot, even though it might make that person really miserable. And because you're limiting yourself and you're limiting your personality and you're making yourself smaller just so that other people are comfortable. And I think that's so unfair.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um it's it's kinda hard though, because in with something like college, you've essentially uprooted your previous life to move to a different place. And um, yeah. to to then not instinctively want to find, you know, relationships that filled the void of the relationships that you had in the previous place where you were, is is really difficult yeah. to have the Um, you know to have the strength of character to build yourself up alone um, is is incredibly daunting and frankly not sure how someone's supposed to go about doing that
0: yeah I think that's that's a really you know brave thing that one can do it's like they make that decision to say that I'm going to move to a different city and gonna have like different you know a completely different life completely different setting of where I live completely different friends just everything is different and I think that this can happen so easily when you're in that environment for sure yeah, yeah.
1: um
0: going back to what I was talking about or oh, what you were talking about where you know movies and how they portray things like this I would want to bring in like a feminist aspect to this because you know it wouldn't be a intellectual or stimulating conversation with me if I didn't do that it's you know especially I think being a woman and especially being a young woman I have felt that you know women have that sort of pressure to like be with a guy or like you know like I've heard this so many times and it's so cringy every time I hear it it's like you know quote-unquote trap a guy and it's it's like what does that even mean like? what do you mean by that like I'm so confused every time I come across that phrase and it's it's like when you've successfully been able to do that it's like oh here here you go here's your badge of honor and if you haven't then it's sort of like you're cast away like it's like oh you must be crazy or you must just be miserable or you just must be you know just not fun to be around and I've genuinely heard these phrases before where it's like women themselves will question what they're doing wrong or where they're going wrong or, you know, what's wrong with them if, you know, they haven't been able to successfully trap a guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine what that pressure must be like. But, um, yeah, that's, that's actually something I haven't heard before. Uh, like, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by trap a guy.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't either. Like in
1: movies and stuff, what I've heard is that... Um, so what what do you think it's implying like i mean I it have, just seems like a really messed up way of trying to no, you know fake it yeah it. i have no
0: idea but i think it sort of comes around with this culture of where you know men are sort of seen as like independent beings even if they're into their late 50s but women if you know they're happy and successful and single even in their late 30s they're not seen as complete and successful just because they might be single or might not have a romantic relationship or, like, say, like a family life, essentially. And, you know, I think that's such a double standard that comes along with everything else. And I also think that, you know, in movies and stuff, there's this, like, portrayal of, you know, how men are so sort of careless and sort of just... I mean, they just, they you know, they're so focused on their career. And that's that's a pretty normal fair expectation for a man but it's like women are always sort of focused on relationships and like you know fam like just just being like a homemaker or like something that's just seen as more feminine as a feminine interest and when like it comes to a guy it's like if the right girl comes along she can change him or she can you know he will make you know, he will change himself to fit her and her lifestyle. And, and I think that's, again, like such an unfair expectation out of women. It's like, okay, if someone doesn't want to be with you or someone doesn't want to establish a romantic relationship with you, that doesn't mean that you have to go out of your way to do all these things or like change yourself to be able to be accepted by this other person. And, you know, this could go both ways, but I've at least seen it more so in, you know, being portrayed in movies and TV shows in women rather than in men. But I think this can go either way, where it's like, okay, if I just, you know, improve myself or if I just, you know, become just a better version of myself, then, you know, maybe this person will think I'm worth it. And that's just really far from the truth because it's not your fault if the person doesn't want that sort of relationship with you and it's definitely not something worth you know questioning yourself over
1: okay um so I, I see how that uh, might be expected and depicted of uh, older women like uh, closing in on their like like late 20s 30s yeah. types um so I was wondering if that was uh, like a distinctly unique pressure as you mentioned that women in college face too um I
0: think College is pretty, like, I think the level is the same. But I definitely think that, like, I've at least I've, I've seen this with, like, like, young girls in relationships. It's like they definitely think of it way more as, like, an aspect of their life, like a distinct aspect of their life compared to, like, a lot of men who just sort of see it as, you know, part of their life. And I think that is Mm. definitely a healthier aspect of it.
1: Okay. Uh, I I think you mentioned, like, some films that reminded you of this. Uh, What's the first one that came to mind?
0: So I think one of the first movies that comes to mind is probably The Ugly Truth, which is, like, a blatantly sexist movie. But, like, if you've seen it, then you know what I'm talking about. And then I think there's... uh, also forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is again, a good example of the whole, I'm not like other girls trope. And mm, yeah, so you know, all of these movies, like, when you think about them, it's sort of, you know, bringing to life, this like character of where this girl who's essentially perfect, is, you know, or like trying to be perfect, so that this you know, she can appeal to this guy and this guy will think of her as perfect and then they can finally be together and life and everything is perfect. And that is just such a like, I like looking back now, because I'm, you know, aware of all of these feminist concepts, it's so cringy. But I think once in a while, it's okay to like, enjoy, like a rom com where it's like the or, you know, one of those cheesy rom-coms. But that doesn't mean you are in any way, like, giving up your feminist values. Or you're sort of, you know, forgetting about those. You know, and those can be just as relevant in your mind. But, and you can still, you know, find it in yourself to enjoy one of these movies. Uh,
1: So, from from a feminist perspective, is there one that represents romance well?
0: Oh, I think... I think Fleabag is a great example of that because and you know that way she in like if to all the people who watched it it's like she understands what it's like to like be a woman and have all of these internal debates with yourself whether you're being a good feminist whether you're you know being a good woman essentially or you're being someone who's you know pathetic or you know, just just all of these traits that are usually seen as just not feminine, essentially. Okay. And I think she does such a good job of not just talking about those concepts outright, but just in those like little, you know, those those things that are just placed in the nooks and crannies of the show. And if you really, really pay attention and like are like a cinema geek, then then you you would know. And I and I think she's done like a genius job at portraying those qualities. What about you? Like, is there something like some movie or show that stands out to you?
1: Uh, my, my favorite representation of romance is uh, Ted in How I Met Your Mother. Uh, I think just his approach to, uh, well, it, it feels a little strange to call it a goal of his, but I guess in that show it was portrayed as a goal. Like um, he keeps saying that he wants to get married by 30 or um, something like that. And um, in spite of uh, all of the changes that he faces with his his job, his friendship dynamics and all of that, um, it's it's not hard to see why that uh, not hard to see why his relationships up to the point where he actually meets the mother um, have usually failed um, for a variety of different reasons. Whether it was because of a lack of his own development or some external factors. Um, But at the end of the day, I think still knowing that's something that is what he wanted and um,
0: pursuing
1: it. Pursuing it, and also more importantly, being patient enough to be able to wait for it Um, in in spite of all of the setbacks that the show presented, I thought was. was pretty cool
0: yeah I get that and I think in a way I really like one thing about it is that he was so you know he didn't let his hope die down he didn't let his hope get affected in a situation where it should have been greatly affected but he didn't let that happen and he didn't let his previous experiences dictate how he would view future relationships or future just women in general you know, and I think that's, that's definitely a wonderful lesson to take away.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, it, admittedly, it's, uh, it's not without faults, though, because, um, For uh, sure, like, uh, we, we were talking about budding relationships towards the beginning of this conversation. And um, that, that kind of mindset can be incredibly difficult, because to project something that enormous on a budding relationship is quite, uh, yeah, is quite a tricky thing to navigate, if not impossible
0: yeah yeah definitely but i think that you know like just sort of being (laughs) like for lack of a better word relentless in that (laughs) sense yeah is is quite is definitely like you know you're not letting anything stray you from that path you know where you constantly believe and you have that faith that it will happen for you and i think that that's really great because yes it should happen for you or for anyone in this matter you know
1: yeah uh w- one thing i wish yeah. the writers had incorporated into the show was um, uh, you know a maybe a prolonged stretch of a particular season where he was perfectly okay with um, the way things were like being just single. being himself yeah being single uh i feel like that was always a bit of a hurdle for him so uh, and that's just something i wish they had written in
0: definitely i think that again comes back to you know how one might view themselves and like not let relationships or not let other people dictate their you know who they are or how they should see themselves you know because i think that can very easily happen especially more so in romantic relationships than any other thing but it's like you know you should have that sort of confidence and that should not be seen as and i think uh, sorry but, like, that shouldn't be seen or mistaken for you being, like, full of yourself. But just that you know yourself and you're you're okay with, you know, who you are and what you believe in. And I think that, you know, nobody should be able to make you feel stupid for that.
1: Yeah, I think that show missed a pretty golden opportunity to really drive that message home. Um, some, like, spoilers, but um, after his... after the mother died instead of them writing an ending where he was just okay being by himself uh, and his kids uh, they immediately sent him off to Robin which yeah
0: yeah definitely I agree with you I think that was like kind of like missing the whole point not just with Ted not being okay being single but I think also with Robin who throughout the show was always talking about how important her career was and towards the end was such you know she was so successful in achieving exactly what she set out to but in some way she was again incomplete you know just because she was a woman in her 40s single, you know yeah and I think that that was really unfair in Robin's storyline and I think they could have done better for sure hmm So that's what I think. And I think another show that comes to mind talking about like the complexities of relationships and how much miscommunication can really affect it is uh, Normal People. And it's again, and what, you know, makes it so much more like relevant is because it's with, you know, young people who are just setting off to college and their whole dynamic in college. And I think it wonderfully portrays how, you know, how like complicated things can get if you choose not to speak or even if you do choose to speak and you know things are misconstrued as they often are
1: uh could you elaborate on like a little bit of the show uh i haven't seen it. yeah
0: so yeah so just to give you guys all a little background in case you haven't seen it it's normal people is a show about uh two people called marianne and connell and it's about how their relationship sort of progresses and how they as people change once they come into university and have these experiences and even though they're not together for the entirety of the show just you know they're always a part of each other's life and just how much they have impacted each other and how much they've impacted each other's life and you know all of the decisions that they end up making and I think that you know that is just I don't know. I just feel like when I was watching it, I felt like so many parts of it where they, you know, when they're in college and they're making all of these decisions and they're sort of, you know, even in, in the times when they're alone, which a lot of times they are like just sort of being by themselves. Those parts are really relatable because I feel like everyone has been in that position at least once where, you know, you feel so like, you know, it, it's definitely a triggering subject when like a lot of things that they talk about on the show so I think you know they explore themes of depression they explore themes of loneliness they explore themes of abusive relationships and you know all of these things and which you know are uncomfortable but they're again important to know because these things do happen and I think not talking about it is so much like it's just adding to those things still being relevant And I think that's why it's important to talk about it and to portray it in a way that doesn't glorify any of those things.
1: For sure. Uh, And having a piece of media that, you know, emulates those qualities definitely makes it easier to emulate in your own life as well. And yeah, I can can see why uh, you'd be a fan.
0: Yeah. And I, I would like honestly recommend everybody to watch it for sure. Like it's such, it's such a beautiful show and, and, just a side thing. It's like the music on the show is great. I found some <laughs> great songs from the show. So I guess that brings us to the end of this episode, and uh, it was definitely some parts of it were heavier than others. But I think that sort of just inevitably happens. And thank you so much, Risha, for joining me and having this, you know, kind of intense conversation with me.
1: Yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks for having me. It was it was a good time
0: yeah um so guys you can listen to us on spotify and anchor.fm and follow us on instagram for you know future updates and future episodes hosted by other amazing people including my future episodes and uh that's reverb.radio.sla on instagram and i'll see you guys next time bye